Hello, welcome to episode number 37 of the Gillett and Brims podcast. My name's Nat Gillett, and um, in this episode, I'm going to have a chat with Sam Hales. Sam, do you want to say hello? Hello, good to be here. Great. Um, Sam, do you want to tell us a bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. So, uh, my name's Sam Hales. I'm deputy editor of Premier Christianity magazine. Uh, before that, I was freelancing as a journalist. I'm 27, married to Stacey, and I'm a big fan of your podcast, Nat, so it's great to be here. No, you're very kind. You're, <laughs> you're very kind. And um, Sam and I actually worked together. Uh, well, I say worked together. We never actually met. This no, is the first time we met in first person. Time. So yeah. it's, a, it's a joy and a privilege. It's great. But the, uh, we actually worked together on a newsletter for a charity um, before your time with Premier. That's right. Sam. So we've not been in touch maybe for a couple of years, yeah. but um, Sam is a journalist, and today it would be just great to talk to Sam a bit about journalism. So Sam, you studied journalism at university? Did I you? did, yeah. Started off in Southampton and, you know, it's it's one of the lower rated jobs out there in terms of public opinion okay, down, down, sure. there, down there with estate agents and... Um, uh, I guess the biblical equivalent would be a tax collector or something, wouldn't it? <laughs> and yeah, journalism has a bit of a, have a bit of a bad reputation, but at its core, I think it's about hopefully finding out truth. Um, a lot of it is printing things that other people don't want you to print, ultimately, sure. yeah. which can have a plus side and negative side, obviously, depending on what it is. But ultimately, I think it's about finding things out. Part of my job at the moment is just I, I get to be on your side of the table and be conducting the interviews and just meeting fascinating people. And, you know, everyone has a story to tell at the end of the day. Sure. So a lot of it is just gathering people's stories and then sharing them with other people because we think their stories worth telling. And how, what would you say is the role of journalism in terms of what's the difference or the, the balance between informing and influencing and just sort of sharing the facts of the situation and sharing yeah. your opinion? Like, Talk to me about that. Sure. So it's really important important I think to divide up what is fact and what is opinion and if you're reading a news story that should really just be the facts but of course as anyone who's ever tried to sit down and write a news story it's very difficult in practice to do that and to not be subjective in some way so I'd say with news writing you always have to aim for objectivity whilst recognizing that it's never possible to be 100% objective I mean an example of that is it Bias isn't just what you say. Bias is what you choose to leave out of a story. Mm, sure. Um, so it's actually very difficult, I think, for any story to be 100% objective, but it is something you should always aim for. But then in a broader sense, there are other forms of journalism, such as opinion pieces, where, of course, it's opinionated. Mm. And some of the, uh, the, the feedback I most smile at that you see occasionally on the internet is someone might post an opinion piece and say, this is a horrifically biased piece of writing. You think, well, of course it's biased. It's an opinion piece. Sure. Um, that's the whole point of it. So... I do think there is sometimes a job to be done in explaining to people who don't always recognise this, especially online, what, it, what genre it is that you're reading. Yes. Some journalism is supposed to be fact-based and objective and, and news writing, but there are other, you know, there are columnists who, yeah. who make a living out of just sharing their opinion. And there's, there's room for both, but I think the media needs to distinguish between what is you know, what what those two types are, and readers need to be clear which they're reading. Sure. I think I should just be honest with you, um, listeners, and say that this podcast actually came out of a tweet I put up that Sam uh, responded to. My tweet said something like this, much journalism I encounter seems to be opinion rather than fact. Just tell me uh, what happened. Your spin on it makes me cringe. So that was my tweet. I haven't actually written down Sam's response, <laughs> but I think Sam challenged me to... Um, do something uh, to, to, to sort of comment on a bit of news uh, without bias. In, in, yeah, and it's good. It was good. Well, I, it was it was a very cheeky reply, which you took very <laughs> graciously. But my point was basic. Uh, to, to be fair, the first thing I should say is I agree with you. Sure. Uh, I know exactly what you mean. There is there's some stuff you read where you think this is the journalist just putting way too much of their own opinion. 
too much bias into the story, so I totally get the point. I guess my cheeky reply was was basically, can you do a better job? Yes, that's <laughs> can sure. You? And the reason I say, I know it's a very cheeky thing to say. and No, I liked it. But the reason I say that is it's a little bit like if I were to complain about a family member. Yes. You know, I can do that because they're my family, but if someone else were to make the same complaint, I get a bit defensive. Yeah. And I get a little bit like that about the media, just because, you know, I, it is something I spend a lot of my working life thinking through. Obviously, I studied at university, mm. And I'm not saying this about you at all, but, no, cool, but no, sometimes no. when people criticise the media, they just don't understand it. So, you know, the classic example is is an understanding of news values, and every organisation has particular things they value that makes it newsworthy, mm. and that's why some things make the news and other, other things don't. And unless you understand how news values work, then you will feel like it's random. Why isn't the media covering this story? Yeah. So sometimes I just feel like, you know, I am critical of journalism from the inside, but when people from the outside who don't always understand it are critical... I just think, well, are you, are you really understanding what you criticise? And I just think sometimes you have to dig deeper and, and seek to understand why the decisions are being made. Because it's not like I wake up in the morning and think, because of my own personal biases, I'm reporting this and not that today. Um, there are decisions that get made, but there are news values that guide that as well, and they have to be understood. Do you think certain journalists deliberately try and influence people in the way they report things? And is that, is that OK? Yeah, there is a form of journalism that's campaigning, really. And... Um, it's not something I'm personally comfortable with. I wouldn't want to try and do it myself in most situations. But then arguably, if you're dealing with a, a world war, for example, mm. maybe there's a place for that. Yeah, maybe on sure. the really big, important issues, you say, actually, no, I am going to take a side on a, on a moral level. Yeah. So I think in extreme circumstances, yes. But generally speaking, I think, especially when news reporting, your job is just to, to tell the truth and the facts as you see it and try not to be too biased or, or put too much of a spin on it. I guess that that is difficult, isn't mm. it? Actually, to sort of give an unbiased opinion mm. about something, and and I guess if you've got an opinion about it, yeah, um, which you feel quite strongly about, it could yeah. be even more difficult. Now, I've heard a few people sort of say their opinion of mainstream newspapers, for mm. example, has changed post Brexit and post Trump, in the sense that they felt a lot of the coverage that was happening at that time was very kind of remain and was very pro Hillary Clinton or anti Trump, making him look like an idiot. But, of course, when people voted to leave rather than remain, and when people voted for Donald Trump rather than Hillary Clinton, suddenly they thought the whole image I was being given by the media, by the newspapers, was that the Remainers were going to win and that Hillary Clinton was going to win. Does that mean that the the mainstream newspapers were completely out of touch with what what most of the population, I say most in inverted commas, what most of the population were were thinking, and therefore what the knock on effects about how I should read other stories that mm. they are? Um, what's your take on that? Yes, yeah, it's, it's a good question. I guess with the newspapers, with something like Brexit, um, I saw quite a clear division with what, for example, the Daily Mail were campaigning for and what the Guardian would be campaigning sure. for. So I, I think with UK newspapers, they're quite a clear distinction. But the thing that does worry me is the is the online echo chamber yes. sort of bubble phenomenon. We actually put an article in the latest issue of Premier Christianity magazine about this. And I, I find it really concerning that what we're doing is we're building our own echo chambers. So I'm choosing yeah. to follow the newspapers or the people or the theologians that I personally agree with most of their stuff. Mm. I'm not choosing to, to actually follow on Twitter those I disagree with. And then that creates this social media bubble. So with Brexit, I found both on Facebook and on Twitter, almost everybody was saying they'd be voting Remain. Yeah. So I was one of those people who was quite shocked that it was Brexit sure. because of the social media bubble. And this is the fascinating thing of, yeah, I totally take your point that, that, that there can be a problem with mainstream media. Actually, you and I are now publishers. You and I technically are sure. now part of the media whenever yeah. you tweet something or put something on Facebook. And so we actually could all be, in some ways, publishers or contributing to problems we see within the media if, yeah. we're, if we're not careful. 
So I think all of us, myself included, I try and make an effort to, I'm going to follow this person on Twitter. and I really don't like what they have to say, yeah. but I need to understand that point of view. And of course, that feeds back into my job. Part of my job is to understand two sides of the story yes. and not necessarily to, to pick one and tell you which one is right, but to present both opinions. So I personally feel, feel a need to be engaging with views of those I don't hold and, and seeking to understand other people. And if I'm honest, it does concern me when I meet journalists who say, you know, even on, on the Trump issue, if, if you meet a journalist who says something like, well, all the people who vote for Trump are idiots, or all the people who vote for mm. Brexit, they've lost their minds, I don't sure. have much respect for that. No. I think you have to, even if you disagree, you have to seek to understand why the other person feels that way. But is that where your Christian faith maybe helps you? Like, I think, I think for me, you know, the words of Jesus about loving your enemies, that kind of comes into Absolutely. play here, doesn't it, actually, to actually understand your enemies, yeah. to be gracious towards your enemies, to yeah. not slander them online. Like, yeah. As a journalist, obviously, you're a Christian. I mean, you write for a Christian magazine. Yeah. Tell me about how your Christian faith influences your journalism, then. That's a great question. I I guess if I go back to what I said at the beginning of, of a kind of a positive view of journalism would be to find the truth. Yeah. What a positive view of Christianity is that you hold truth in very high regard and truth is, is something that's really important. And so is love and holding love and truth together. So I guess in applying that to your work, you're trying to find out the truth. But in doing that, you're trying to go about that in a loving way. And, you know, I, I guess, you know, studying studying journalism and coming from that background, mm. it makes me want to just do a really good job. Sure. And actually, there's a lot I think Christians are pointing out. We have to be excellent in what we do, whatever sphere we're in. I feel very passionately about um, Christian journalism being good journalism. Mm. And just because the word Christian is in front of it, it shouldn't be of a lesser standard. And I'd say the same thing if you're, for example, a musician who's making music. You know, if you're making christian music whatever christian music means mm. it shouldn't be of a lesser standard to what other people are doing sure i'm going to come back to that in a minute do you think that the journalists or the media should be moral guardians for society do you think that's a good thing i think there is a job of holding people to account mm. if we look at mainstream journalism in the political world i think there is a job there to hold people who are in office who are politicians to some kind of standard in the Christian world, it works slightly differently because we have to have immense respect for church leaders, for example, who are interviewing. It's not yes. my job, I think, in the same way to hold them to account. Sure. However, you know, I would reference one person in particular I came very close to interviewing who's a very big American church leader. And he said some very controversial things from the pulpit right. that have been broadcast on Christian TV, been broadcast in the media, very well known. And I wanted to challenge him on some of the more controversial things he said in public from the pulpit. Okay. And by the way, they weren't really about the Bible. It was political comments that right. he made. Okay. And I think there is a job there for someone like myself to ask those questions, say, well, why did you say that? And yeah. is that a helpful thing to be saying on a Sunday morning? And this particular person found out what kind of questions I wanted to ask and so decided not to turn up and cancel last minute because oh, no. he wasn't prepared to put himself in that scenario with a journalist and be challenged on what right. he thought. Yeah. So, you know, again, I want to challenge people in a, in a, in a, friendly, in a friendly way, in a, in a respectful way, mm. but also sometimes in a robust way. Mm. I think if you're making comments publicly, like I am right now on this podcast, That's, I'm yeah. open to being challenged on them sure. on Twitter or email me or whatever. <laughs> and I'd like to think I wouldn't kick up a fuss because yeah. I'm speaking publicly. So I think there, there is a job sometimes to challenge. But, you know, the real joy of the job, I think, is to share the positive and encouraging things that are happening in the UK church. Yeah. And sometimes we can get really despondent and thinking, you know, churches are declining. Yeah. And, you know, I, I had the opportunity to, to research just church growth in London. I was amazed. This was back in July. There are some amazing congregations that are really growing. They're reaching out into their local communities through social action work. They're seeing people come to faith. Sure. This is just in the London area. Yeah. And um, so that's the real joy. It's, yeah. not, it's not quizzing people on 
exactly how they understand penal substitution. It's, it's the joy <laughs> of discovering where the church is at work out there in society and doing good things. That's good. Just last few minutes, let's just draw and hone in on that Christian journalism or sure. Christian media, whatever you want to call it. Let's, let's be honest, I feel like there's a negative vibe that comes across from Christian media, whether it's the radio stations mm-hmm. or whether it's magazines or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You obviously are aware of that. Um, in what way, negative vibe? Let's, let's talk from my personal perspective. I listen to the radio a lot, yeah. and I tend only to listen to BBC channels, okay. um, which probably makes me a bit of a snob. Um, <laughs> but, Not at all. but on Sunday, and this probably makes me a legalist, on Sunday, <laughs> I will listen to a bit of um, Christian radio. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I tend to listen to UCB. Okay. I'm sorry, Sam. That's all right. That's um, all right. We're all friends. <laughs> <laughs> now, the main reason I listen to that yeah. is just because I want a bit of worship music on. Sure. What slightly riles me is sometimes the slightly twee messages that come between between those music um and also almost the, the positiveness of some of it mm. um doesn't always feel like it really portrays real life the mm. way that most of us kind of experience it um and i get that it's, it's trying to put across a positive message mm. I, and i think if it was probably too much just portraying real life, maybe it wouldn't be unique. It wouldn't be, do you know what I mean? It mm. wouldn't, wouldn't have its unique selling point. It would just be the same as any other radio station. So I get that it's trying to put across a positive message, but I think, and they've always got a certain voice that they speak in, which okay. is such a lovely voice. <laughs> <laughs> and I've probably not explained all my reasons here, it's but, um, but that's, I think that's yeah, some yeah. of my negativity. Well, you know, I, I obviously, as you will appreciate, I'm not going to name any names, but when you talk about, a certain cheesiness in Christian culture cheesiness, or in Christian media. I, I totally agree, actually. Sure. I, I see a lot of that myself as mm. well. But I guess speaking from my point of view, at the moment, my work at Premier Christianity magazine, we actually have a section called Real Life in every okay. issue. And, you know, I'd like to think we deal with really nitty-gritty stuff and it isn't always necessary there's a happy ending. And yes. I agree, we've got to be real. I mean, there's a similar debate that goes on with sort of church music and the songs that yes. you're singing and people say, well, why don't you write a song about your bad marriage rather than write yes. a song about... And, and I get that, actually. I yeah. think sometimes we need a bit more honesty. I do see in a lot of, you know, yourself and, and myself included, people wanting a bit more reality. Yeah. And I think that's a very fair challenge, actually. And I guess all I'd say is in my own work, I'm quite aware of that. So I mentioned in the, the sort of real life section of the, of the magazine, we have those sorts of nitty gritty stories. And I think it's a very fair criticism. We can't just pretend that when you become a Christian, everything's easy because it's not. And life is hard. And we try and represent those stories. Yeah, no, of course. And is it possible to do? Because I always think if my friend who wasn't a Christian was listening to this, mm. I, I, I just think he'd be put off Christianity. Yeah. And that's such a shame. Because yeah. surely... Christian radio, Christian whatever, shouldn't be like that because God's so good, isn't He? Like God's yeah. so good. Jesus is so amazing. He's so revolutionary. He's changed my life, changed your life. Like yeah. it's genuinely what the world needs is yeah. Jesus. Yeah. And yet, if you flipped on the radio, you'd think this is awful. Yeah. Possibly. I'm um, UCB. I quite like, by the way. I just put that out there. Um, <laughs> sure, sure. I'm sure Premier is great as well. But I think sometimes all the television, you know, yeah. you think, oh, I just, re- I want my friends to become Christians, but yeah. I don't think. I'm not sure they would if they listened or heard to this. So, so as, as somebody who's in, in the industry, or the magazine, I mean, yep. I notice here on the latest edition, you've got uh, at least two people I recognise who yep. are comedians there, uh, Sally Phillips and, and Milton Jones. Sure. That magazine, to me, looks good as yeah. a graphic designer. I look at that oh, and I think, you. I think your latest edition looks Cheers, good. Thank you. So, but if I open it and read the content, mm. will I be emba- would I be embarrassed to give it to my friend who's not a Christian? I would really hope not. And it's my <laughs> personal mission to make sure that it's not. So, you know... 
bit, I'll tell you a little bit about what we do in, in the mag. We interviewed uh, Reverend Richard Coles. Who, yeah, yeah. He turns up on QI yeah. and Have I Got News For You? And I got to sit down with him. And that was fascinating. And, you know, in the Christian media bubble, in the Christian world, there is a particular topic right now that really upsets people and seems to dominate a lot of the agenda. And that is homosexuality right. and gay marriage. And so I could have asked Richard Coles all about that particular side of his life because he's gay and he has a partner and he's a church wing vicar and how does that work? And actually, for the radio interview, we did 20 minutes on that. Okay. When I wrote it up for the magazine, I thought, let's not do that. Let's yeah. not retread that old ground. And so actually, I'd hope as a non-Christian opening up, they're going to be interested because they're going to read about his testimony. Sure. They're going to read about, is it difficult as a Christian to go on to, have I got news for you, and be funny and make political jokes and still be winsome and be priest-like whatever that means yes and you know those sorts of issues i would hope a non-christian could be interested in as well and then of course you mentioned the cover feature i really you know if i may say so myself i think it's a it's a great piece so milton jones Mm. sally phillips paul carenza they're all comedians they're all fairly well known working in the mainstream uh very well known really yeah yeah and um they talk about what it's like to be a christian and to write jokes and sally phillips talks about what it's like to be a christian and write dirty jokes right and you know real stuff about their lives and where the intersection is of, of comedy and faith so that's the kind of thing i, I hope that if you weren't a christian you'd be interested in. and we we feature testimonies in the mag as well about how people used to you know not follow god for whatever reason and now they do yeah. we used to have a feature called why i'm not a christian okay um, sounds good yeah so you know we mm. try and mix it up and be a bit different that's really good no that, generally that does sound good sam i'm not just saying that that's very kind um so if people wanted to buy this isn't an you know advert, what? But if people wanted to buy you know a copy what? I'll, do they do? You a, I'll do you i'll do you a free copy how's that and mm. so yeah we actually give them away free to anyone who requests a copy we'll send you one free copy of the latest issue and if you like it you can subscribe and that's great and if not you don't have to no worries so it's premierchristianity.com slash free sample there you go listeners brilliant uh, get on the internet get your free <laughs> copy um, Sam thank you so much thank you it's um, been lovely great to have you and uh, I hope that's been um, helpful for everybody listening and um as ever, if you've got any comments, just put them on the blog or send an email to podcast at natgillet.co.uk. But other than that, we'll uh, see you next time.